Um, well, since we're since we have you on the podcast, you're a high tier League of Legends player, or at least to us. So we wanted to talk about some League of Legends related stuff. Maybe you can give like some pretty good opinions here. So, um, one big thing that happened in the League of Legends scene recently, I don't know. These changes go. Well, I guess they're not really changes. They're just uh, ways that Riot is going to be identifying overpowered champions and stuff. I put uh, League of Legends in New Balance, not to be confused with New Balance shoes. Uh, which is a very different thing. Uh, <laughs> which I'm going to have to start buying soon. Yeah, he'll be that. <laughs> um, uh, so they, they're they balancing for four different divisions of play, and basically the way that this is going to work is if you are considered overpowered in one of those divisions, then you'll be um, overpowered in all, right? But if you're underpowered in... You need to be underpowered in all of them for you to be considered underpowered. I think that's how it is. Um, yeah, it, it's it's very set up to be, uh, if you're overpowered in one, you'll be tuned to be fixed in that one, but not changed so that you won't be overpowered or underpowered in the rest. So I think they're trying to incorporate a more average play, I think was like the word. Won't this, average. maybe I'm misunderstanding this, but if you're overpowered in one, right, yeah. you're going to be strong in the others. Is that correct? Not even necessarily, I don't think. I mean, I guess because we're talking about not skill, we're talking about character. So I'll give you, I'll give you a good example. So Akali, Akali is a very good example of this. Akali specifically is really strong in pro play, just pro play, and some of the higher levels of competitive uh, play. And it's you know super high pick man, but you go and you look at the op.gg or any of the 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 win percentage or pick or ban rate of this champion. And is literally the lowest by far in mid and top for like their respective right. rules. Um, the reasoning is because solo queue is a completely different game than competitive play. Absolutely, completely different. Uh, so, so champions that are strong in solo queue might you'll never see in competitive play, and so on. So I guess what I'm getting at here, though, and maybe I'm misunderstanding this. This is what you need to educate me on. Cool. We're talking about league. We're not talking about the matchmaking. We're talking about Balancing the character itself. Right. So when you have a character like Akali and it has a super low win rate everywhere else, yeah. does League, what, the way that I read this is League takes, and maybe this is what we need to start with. League used to balance characters around Platinum Plus. Yeah. So if you're Platinum or Plus, they balance the character around that. And now they're balancing the character around a weighted average of four different groups. And that's average play, skilled play, elite play, and pro play. And average play is literally everyone below the top 10%. Everyone oh. gold, gold and lower. Yeah. Right. So that's 90% of the player. Yeah. And then everything else obviously is 10% above, 0.1% above, and then your pro players, which are like 0.01% or whatever. Your pro players are just like a, a fraction of 0.1%. Yeah, I mean, they're they're inconsequential. So you have a player like a, or a character like a Kali. Yeah. If you're in the Kali one trick, but you're a very average player, does this help you or hurt you? It depends on the direction they go into because... Uh, when it comes to the four categories, they're literally saying instead of going plat plus, they're they're literally balancing for li every single player in at least that plays ranked, uh, because obviously right in norms that it's it's casual play, it, that kind of shit doesn't matter to them. Um, 
But when it comes to Akalian stuff, let's say it's overpowered in pro play, which was one of the categories, elite, or, or no, the one the above elite was just straight up pro play. If it's a p- overpowered in that, it's they're going to nerf it because that's what they said they were going to do. If it's overpowered in one of them, they're going to tune them. So that's going to change. Uh, maybe they tune it in a way so it's better in the average plays, but like worse in pro play. Like they, they go like, okay, it's it's overpowered because Akali's kill potential to completely eliminate the AD carry in team fights uh, is easier or done with like as a better Akali player in better 5v5 situations around objectives, let's say. But in uh, situations in solo queue, you don't get those 5v5 uh, once unless it's like that elite play that they were talking about the 0.1 percent uh so they're like well let's take away some of that like one shot potential from the ad carry and give her i don't know something that fucking you know golden like golden under would like um the issue is they've done that already they've they saw that uh akali's win rate was like low as fuck it was i think the lowest already and then they nerfed her because play she was too strong so even lower win rate so i think she's down to like 43 percent or something absurd win rate. so this is that answers your question and and king jump in here if you want to but the way that i'm reading this and i'm obviously i've played league a little bit more than i had in the past so i'm starting to get a little bit more into league heck yeah um i played hots for a long time i played on a like a, I guess you would call it like a pro-am team for HOTS. Nice. Um, so a lot of what I'm familiar with, with balancing and stuff, is around the hot scene. HOTS only balance characters around pro play. Now, obviously, they got rid of pro play, so they had to start balancing characters around Grandmaster and Master. Yep. But doesn't that make more sense? Like, obviously, a character's always going to be strong if you put it in the hands of a pro player that mains the character. So don't the rest of the community suffer that way? I mean, technically. Uh, Sorry, so, I'm not sure uh, if this is what you just said, but um, one of my biggest gripes, and I'm not, not even letting us answer that question because... No, please go ahead. <laughs> uh, go, no, no, please jump um, in or else I'm going to keep talking. So, like... uh, yeah, if, <laughs> if you're... um, So Hot's only a balance around pro play. I'm, I might say the exact same thing that Godus just said. Uh, if you have a broken champion and, like, lower tier play... And they nerf it in lower tier play, so it's like worse. Wouldn't like they literally never see any play in higher tier play? Is that literally exactly what you said? Or... So if yeah, there was a outcome, yeah, yeah. So if there was a character that was average in pro play, the the problem is is that you can't balance a character on everybody, right? Like that's impossible. Of course, we all know that it's impossible, and obviously, a really good player can get more out of a character than a bad player can. So you have characters, and I'll, I'll use a HOTS example, and then I'll use a <laughs> more daddy. Yeah, so I'll use a HOTS example. Genji was really, really like a high kill potential. Kind of like, am I right in saying that Genji is kind of like HOTS version of Akali King? Yeah, that's, that's pretty similar. Right? So you had Genji, who's kind of like an Akali. Okay. Um, they could never balance Genji exactly to where he needed to be. Is it because of his kit? Uh, uh, it's kind of similar to his kit. He's very mobile. He has a lot of, like, he has a damage reduction, mobile. like, uh, reflect ability, which is, like, kind of difficult. It's like Does, he, does he have the same shit as Overwatch? 
Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. just it's really weird in a hots game where like they don't have a lot of characters that are that mobile. So when you do encounter somebody that's that mobile, it's like really difficult to deal with him because he has a reset within his kit too. So you can just go yeah. balls deep, kill somebody, and then dip out. You with know? his with his sword. Yeah. Very yeah. difficult to kill. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah um, I mean the the issue that comes with trying to balance MOBAs in in games like this is they've been they've been doing it sure around plat plus. But the way they they buff and nerf is very much like they give love to a specific like type of champion, or they give it love to a specific role, or they give love to a specific rune that obviously benefits champions. And trying to, I, I think what they, I think their 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 whole intentions of this is to, I mean, ninety percent of the players are the average play player base, right? Right. And so if they don't give love to those guys, obviously their game is affected. Uh, but if, like, the influencers and pro players and streamers who are all high elo, the elite or pro players, uh, the two categories um, there, what fucking happens is everyone below just regurgitates the information that's just thrown at them because they don't know better and they're just like, well, I don't know, X streamer said this, I believe it. But the the biggest well, thing the to Koreans me is build two IEs on Jin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the but the thing is like fucking. Fear me. If you if you oh, nerf no. something, yeah, dude. If you nerf something, uh, for pro play, it won't. Po it possibly might not see a big issue in lower elo play because the variables and the differences there are so substantial in lower elo that like you can nerf the damage on a champion to make him unplayable, but in low elo you can still stop. Because players don't know how to play around yeah. that champion properly. You played Rakan Jungle. Like, I played Rakan Jungle. It's, it's garbage. Like I could carry. It, yeah, could it was stop. garbage. Very visibly garbage, but you carried. <laughs> like, yeah, of course. Uh, and it, it's, which is fucking nuts. But like, if you if you nerf something for lower elo play, you have to nerf it a lot more to make it much more noticeable. And if you do that in pro play, because you nerfed it such a large amount, in pro play, the minute things are what matters. If you nerf it, Pro plays, it's an unplayable champion. It's gone. It's fucked. Uh, because, like, even nerfing small numbers, like 10% damage on something's Q, will make it not playable or favorable. Players are just, like, really bad, too. And, I mean, like, that's kind of the yeah. point. But, like, um, I remember... I don't know if Alawi was ever, like, busted in pro play. But um, I remember people kept complaining about her in solo play. And she's not that hard to play against, if you about to play against her but like people were crying they're like oh her damage is too high and stuff like that i'm like just don't stand still when she ulties <laughs> like that's literally all that it is oh uh, there's, so. there's a lot of ways to counter alawi yeah. and it's uh, not hard sometimes it's picks and that's why picking alawi in pro play is really bad because once you show alawi you just pick her counters you pick things yeah. that like she can't play into and, and so on so. um just a couple of notes on what you guys were talking about. One, Alawi's only busted when I play her because I'm an Alawi guy. Yeah, of exactly. course, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other thing, too, is like, doesn't it make more sense? And I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here because I don't necessarily yeah, do. agree with what I'm about to say. Doesn't it make more sense to balance the game around the 90% that are gold and under and say, look, you guys are pro players. If a character's busted, figure it out. You're pro players. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I mean, I think Tyler once said it the best. Is, I'm addicted to this game and I can't fucking quit. 
but he hates the fucking game. It's pretty much verbatim, um, you know, to the sounds of him slamming on his desk. But, like, it's pro players and, and people that stream it. Obviously, if you're a streamer, you're going to play the game because that's where you got your streaming, like, base from, right? And when you're a streamer, it's like, you're going to play the game that people want you to, like, want to watch. And so if they fuck the game in some way, you're going to play it. You're going to bitch about it, sure. And the however many thousand people watching you low elo or not are going to be influenced by it for sure um but i think that's where the main issue is is like if you build it around the 90 percent, there's still going to be a meta there's always going to be a meta and pro players will find a way to do whatever fucking like they're going to complain about it of course but they're going to be like okay if you're going to fix things around the 90%, whatever, we'll find our meta, and then they'll have so, to fix that meta, and then they'll fix it, and then they'll have to fix the next fucking meta. I think meta. that's the biggest problem, is that it doesn't, doesn't seem like, uh, it doesn't seem like it's the characters themselves that are broken, it's more like items, right? So like Sometimes, yeah. Like, there's problematic I mean, items that they released, like Duskblade was like a big problem. When they released Duskblade, it just like screwed the yeah. whole game up, because everyone started building lethality. Like, Hang on, real quick though, doesn't it make more sense to make the 10% that are, are going to figure it out the new meta, let them figure out the new meta as opposed to letting the 90% figure out like what works and what doesn't work on the call. Like, I, I guess I just don't understand why they don't balance the game around the 90% because the 90% are, that's who plays the game. That's who watches the, you know, all the, you know, the pro scenes, they watch the streamers and stuff like, if the top 10% is going to figure the meta out, regardless of where they balance it around, I guess it just doesn't make sense to me to balance it around them. Because they're going to figure it out and you're going to have to continuously change the meta. I, I think I think the thing there is, like, the pro players know the champions really well. Like, sometimes pro players and, like, some of the best players or one-tricks, high-elo one-tricks of a champion will really know the in and outs. Like, think of Riven. Riven's a really great example of this. As people didn't know Riven was busted, like, was an actual bust, like, absolutely fucking broken champion until people started, like, really putting and investing the time into her and then realizing, like, oh, shit, Riven is fucking broken. And if they don't fix it, then that top 10% uh, player base is really going to fucking just give it to Riot Games. And again, like, that 10% right. are a lot of the influencers that give a lot of have a lot of the say and the uh, the mentality of what a lot of low elo players think because they watch the streamers, they get like they feed off of what they say, uh, and though the low elo players might not like get that feeling in their games, they're still gonna hear about it and shit. And I feel like so, I feel like that alone is pretty. Would it make yeah. more sense though to say, hey, look, if we balance Riven, all right, all right, we're talking about nerfing Riven. Because she's okay. broken in the top 10%, right? For sure. So now the other 90% find Riven unusable. Of course. So doesn't it make more sense to tell the top 10%, like, hey, suck it up and just banner or figure it out? Like, figure I out a I think that's the problem. The, they don't want any character that is going to be banned all the time, you know? And I think that's what they say part of the But doesn't, like, forcing right? people to come up with strategies to adapt to these situations, that's how you grow the meta. So, by nerfing Riven, they're saying, we don't really want to change the meta. We want to address one spike in the meta. And then the other 90%, 
their gameplay. They like to play Riven. Too bad. Nobody gives a shit about you guys. You're the 90%. But the thing is, it's not it's not directly like that. If the, if the 10% finds a champion broken, the 90% they're going to feel like it's a strong champion. Even though Riven is a very technical champion, let's say, um, I mean, the 90% is still going to feel like it's a strong champion. And that's where a lot of this like riot balancing is coming from, from the four different divisions, which is just everyone in the, in the player base, right? It's, it's all 100% of the players is what they're trying to balance it, the average player. Um, See, I, I real quick, hang on, I'm going to disagree with what Farika says, because Farika saying the minority influences the majority, it's like society. I think in this case, and in society, the majority are idiots and allow themselves to be influenced by the minority, even though it's really not the case. Like, I know that Riven's a strong hero. If I play Riven, I suck, because I suck as a player. And I don't instantly say, like, oh, Riven's a garbage champion, because Riven's I Riven's a really hard character. Like, yeah, well, I agree with you. So the most yeah, animation... I don't think the, the character... Yeah, I don't think the character is bad. I'm just not a good player. Um, I played Riven for the first time ever, and it was in an ARAM. So I know it's not quite translates, but I had the most kills and the most deaths. Like, garbage champ... OP champ, am I just a shitty player playing an ARAM? Like, you know what I mean? Like, eh. It's, it's tough to say. I kind of like the So I, I will be, I'll, I'll say that I do kind of like their approach. The issue is Overwatch has seen a very similar approach to this, and they've, they've tried to, um, instead of balance around the pro play, they decided to change it up, I think, a year back and balance it around uh, their solo queue and, like, the, the rank playlist. Uh, the issue that they found is, like, very much just, like, Oh, this hero's like fucking broken, then we'll fix it. And then pro play gets into this very shitty, unfun spot that like it becomes like the viewer sport, uh the like the the viewership of the game competitively takes a huge nosedive. Organizations take a huge nosedive, uh, because then viewership goes down. So, you know, maybe they make less money, maybe there's less funding. And then at that point, organizations don't have as much like to want to contribute to the game itself. And then it's just like, it's a vicious circle at that point, right? And so like things like, um, I don't know, what's what's a good example? Uh, Reaper was fucking really shit. Like never seen pro play, real garbage hero. Everyone knew how to counter it. Gave it a huge buff. Solo queue got fucked. It was just rampant with uh, uh, just Reaper inflated MMRs and then still never seen pro play. They're like, fuck it. We want to see it in pro play. Let's ramp it up again. And they're just trying to give excitement to the the viewership of viewership of like the, the fucking like the esports. Now you're right the first time. Viewership. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, uh, viewership. All I want to say is this, <laughs> yeah. this article uh, that I was reading about, I think it was the official Riot like blog post about this. They said, um, they're not really looking at champions with steep mastery curves. Uh, well, they, they kind of are, because like a champion with like a steep mastery curve in pro play is going to be overpowered because if they're yeah. just like really good, except they have like a steep mastery curve. Great Lee Sin players, yeah. great Ribbons. So uh, it, yeah, it'll show in pro play. If they, if they're from a guy who's still. great Lee Sin player. But uh, what I like is that they included uh, champions with steep mastery curves, like Aurelian Soul and Katarina. <laughs> oh, Katarina mains. Oh, anyway. <laughs> uh,
I'll say this much, in this, this day and age, it's difficult to have people be happy with what they're doing when it comes to nerfing a character or buffing a character, mainly because if you buff one person, you have to nerf another to make it equal, and you get people having less damage than they used to do before they were making things even. It's basically impossible to make anybody happy at any game. Yeah, that's kind of the point, I think. Yeah, is yeah for sure. Talking, it's impossible to make everybody happy. Well, and like the reason that I think it is impossible, too, is that they've mentioned... Uh, in the article, um, tweaking a character doesn't really do very much for most players, but for the top tier players, tweaking the character right. can mean them being picked or not. You know, it's it's so. it's like a it's a it's um what was it? It's tapered, right? It's very tapered. Uh, the small end being you you change something to a champion, you'll see a very tiny change in the higher uh, percentage of play, the ninety percent, and then on the other end, you see this incredible change. On like I think I mentioned it before on the on the higher end of play and stuff. So uh, I do like this change though, honestly. It's I, an I interesting experiment. I mean, it it's something like permanent either. Like if it's not working, they just stop doing it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah of course. Um, like I mean, they're they're just trying to find ways to make people happy, and I feel like they wanted to announce this so that uh, all the people that have been crying for f three to four fucking years, myself included, uh, about balancing shit properly. Like hell, they took Jet, like who is a, a an ex pro. Um, analyst and they took him off the broadcasting team and shoved him into the balancing team so that he could help because he's like knowledgeable or whatever and, and they've been trying to really announce balancing changes to get people to stop fucking bitching about like oh conquer is broken all oh, lethality several years ago. like them just fucking up and stuff so it's i i want to see because i, I want to see if a more diverse uh, amount of champions can be played they have almost 150 champions I want to uh, see them be able to. Farrako, Farrako has a great question. I think Isker should answer that. His question is a new, but how many characters do you need to be comfortable with to account for bans? Other people wanting to use your champ. Okay, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, as somebody who wants to improve, let's say, uh, I always, uh, I always say that the least amount of champions you play, uh, the better, uh, because. If you're spending the time, so let's say your champion pool is 10 champions. Uh, it'll take you so much longer to learn how to play the game properly uh, because you're spending so much of that thought process and time to learn the champions in and outs and to keep that refreshed. And so I always, when I'm trying to grind, I always stick to one champion or two champions. No joke. Because the less that I'm thinking about what to do on champions in certain situations... Uh, the more I can think about how to win the game or what to play towards, what are my win conditions, and so on. So I would say the less the better. Uh, but that being said, there are certain variables like, is your champion highly contested? Like, is it a highly contested like pick, like uh, pick and ban rate? Then you have to account for that, and then maybe you have to shove another champion in the pool. But the, the less the better is the answer. And it really depends uh, on what level of play you're playing at, too. Like, mm -hmm. if you're playing at pro yeah. play and stuff, like, obviously, you're going to have to have a larger champion pool because you can Absolutely. get banned out. Like, there are players yeah. who get targeted, and then people complain about them. Wasn't, like, that, like, a big thing with Dyrus? People are saying that Dyrus wasn't good anymore. It's just because he got targeted every single game. Like, yeah, he, he was, was banned um, out, and then he was yeah. camped. Like, every that's single it, game. That's it. That's exactly. it. Yeah, that exactly. He I, had a champion pool of about four to five champs, and he was banned out at least half or more, and he was camped. He was the weak side, and the, he was like a really good player. But everyone's like, "No, he he's uh he's washed up and stuff like that." It's just like, yeah. ah, like kind of, like, not really, but yeah. I mean, uh, my my thoughts on this is, I think starting out, pick one role, and learn it, learn it really well, 
And as you learn that role, you'll learn the rest of the game. And then start experimenting with other roles. Like I started, I think everybody kind of starts with usually support. I think is a really common one because you have an ADC that helps you out. You don't feel alone in the lane. Uh, you're not responsible for last hitting minions. It's a it's a much easier, um, uh, a lot less information is thrown at you. Um, then you go probably mid or maybe ADC. Uh, then when you start to feel really ballsy, you go top. And then when you get real comfortable, you go jungle. Um, as a new league player myself, having a lot of MOBA experience, um, I actually started in top lane, and I was really thankful for it because it really helped me learn to 1v1. And then I switched to support. Then I played mid. Uh, and now I really only find that I like to jungle exclusively or play top. Jungle's a really interesting role, yeah. Super, I, I, I love yeah. jungle. I like knowing that, like, planning my moves ahead. Like, all right, I'm going to go get Raptors. Then I'm going to go get Crugs. And then I'm going to go get Blue or, like, whatever it is that I'm doing, right? Like, depending on the side of the map that I'm on. Well, I think um, the, the cool, and, and Isker's obviously a jungle main too, which is like really cool watching him play. But the thing I like about it is um, it feels like a mind game that you're playing with. You're trying to outwit the other jungler almost. It's chess. You know? it's, it's chess. Yeah, it is. It is it's chess. cool. It's a lot of Like, fun. you know, is he in my jungle? You know, is he in my jungle? So should I go to his jungle? Should I go look for him in my jungle? You know, so it's, opti- it's optimal play. Uh, yeah, Lenny is such, absolutely such different. A- yeah. Such a fun thing to do. And then, of cool. course, top of Lowy. But to answer Farrakhan's question, I think as a rule of thumb, this is what I used to say in HOTS, three characters per role, like at least know them. Like, there's nothing worse than the guy when you're in like a ranked game. Um, and I know it's a little different in League because you get assigned a position. In HOTS, it's just five random people. And then when they get in there, they sort out what it is that they're going to do because there's not really... That's how League used to be, too. I kind of miss Yeah, so, like, you get into League, or you get into a HOTS game, and they're like, hey, uh, I can't heal. Like, nobody can heal. Nobody wants to be the healer in HOTS. So you got to be the guy that steps up and heals. And having at least one or two healers in your pocket is really, really key. You know, like, have a couple of healers that you're at least comfortable with. Um, same with like when we all play league together, there are times where you know Nettie likes to play support, so I'm not gonna play support. Uh, Casey maybe wants to play mid, I'm not gonna play mid. Jordan's randomly in a mood, he's like, I want to play top. All right, well, I guess I'm not playing top. So, like, just be comfortable with a handful of characters. I would say master three. I think mastering three characters. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people is... say, um, I think three might even be kind of high, honestly, if you're trying to climb those, the thing. Um, uh, I feel like that accounts for bands, and then a pick on either side. Well, thankfully, Depends thankfully, Ferrico, Ferrico yeah. is a new player, so I would, I would, I mean, for now, enjoy the game. Just have fun with the game. Yeah. Like, play what you want. You see a champion that's cool on the free rotation, play him. You see something that's like you have enough eye, like blue essence for, just buy it. Uh, that's I think I think enjoying the game first is is what matters. Uh, but if you truly are trying to improve. Uh, right out the gate, um, yeah, two to th- two to three champions in your main role. Pick another role that you could like pick a champion on that you're comfortable on. That'd be good. And if uh, you could find, just enjoy would, it. Would you agree that finding a champion that's versatile in multiple roles is 
advisable or unadvisable whisker? No, I think that's great. I So a good example of this is I used to be a Camille main uh, when Camille used to be able to jump. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, dude. And so uh, anytime I got placed top, which was like my worst role is top lane. Top and mid I suck at. Um, if I got placed top, at least I could play my main champion. And I knew the damage numbers. I, I was comfortable on the champion. I didn't think about, I had to think about what I was doing. I said to know how I was laning. So I think it's, I think that's important. So there's a few champions like that. There was a cool thing for me when I was, um, when I, like, I used to be like really hard Katarina one trick. I'm not really anymore. I play a lot of different characters now, but, um, I would play Katarina top because like an example of knowing your champion so well, I would beat ribbons as Katarina top lane. Like I just would, yeah. cause I knew my champion better than they did. And it was like, it was really felt good. It wasn't necessarily the best pick for my team, but it was like something that I could do and I could comfortably do. Um, just because I knew the character so well, and it's like that's not a matchup that you should be able to win. But if you know your character well yep. enough, a low elo doesn't matter. Like, if you're a Katarino like main and you don't actually play many top lane champs, let's say top's like one of your least favorable roles. Yeah, just pick Katarina. Fuck it. Like, I, there's many times where I've gone Nocturne mid, Sejuani mid. At one point, I went Sejuani mid, and like in Nocturne mid, one games Kane mid. Stuff that I was comfortable with. I was like, fuck it, man. I don't want to pick, like, LeBlanc and Ari. Like, I'll just fucking play the champions I know. Rengar top, Hecarim top, stuff like that. So, Misty Lu top, yeah. Farka said, I'm finding early days, and maybe it's the noobdom, but I do better if I'm happy with the champ, and the role matters less. And that's, like, um, that was always a HOTS thing, because there weren't really roles in HOTS. So, you would have somebody that was, like, last pick, right? And last pick, they're like, hey, like, I'm going to play Nova. Like, Jordan's a perfect example of it. Jordan would play Nova, last pick. And people would freak out. They're like, oh, my God, she's garbage for this team comp. Jordan is one of the best freaking Nova players there are, though. I would rather have Jordan as Nova. Yeah, like, Jordan killing it as Nova than him force himself into a character that he's not good at for the sake of the fact that the character rounds it out, like I would rather you be more comfortable with your hero or your champion or your legend or your apex predator or whatever the fuck it is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like I would rather you play a character you're more comfortable with. And then Jordan would come in and get 26 kills. A lot of the times like, you're not going to feel the pain of a bad team comp too until like a really late game. That's so like, yeah. as long as you yep. just end the game sooner, it doesn't, it's not really going to matter. So like there'll be league team comps where it's like, Oh, well we don't have a tank. Which is like a bad thing, but it's not really a bad thing if you're stomping. Just stomp and win the game by 20 it's minutes. All about early game at that yeah, point. Just yeah. win the game yeah, and sure. then you'll be fine. I yeah, I, I think playing a weaker champion better is stronger than playing a better champion weaker. Yep. Anyway, there's a there's a lot of one tricks out there, especially in North America is very known for their one tricks in league. Um, where yeah, they just like they play weak champions. Let's say like they fucking D tier champions. But they played like so. A, g a good example is Manko or Blotter, who are both uh, Teemo one tricks. Manko himself is like a Captain Teemo reporting for duty. Literally a Teemo jungle main, and he is in Challenger. He is played Man He's played Teemo in the jungle to Challenger, and he is not a jungle champ at all. It's like playing Rakan, dude. It's like imagine a Rakan uh, jungle main in Challenger, dude. By the way. Real quick for corrections for the podcast. Iskar mentioned earlier that he played Rakan Jungle in one. That's actually not true. I was talking about my own account. I played Rakan Jungle uh, in one. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, briefly want to mention that's the League of Legends game. auto chest too. That's coming out. Any? If you have any. Uh, oh, team tactics. Sure. Yeah, team well, tactics. Yeah. yeah. Hey, they made Dota better. Why can't they, they make Dota chess? You're better? a huge uh, Dota chess player. I love Dota. I love it. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't tried it yet, but I will probably try it, especially with this coming out. So. You know what I respect, too? They didn't try to mask it at all when they announced it. They said, no, hey, they're just like, a lot of folks in the and... Yeah, a lot of folks in the office have been playing Dota auto chess. We're going to try our own hand at it. And I like that. Yeah, Rather yeah. than being like, Absolutely. yeah, like we're, we're doing a twist on the auto chess style game. And they're like, they just credited Dota. They're like, we've been playing Dota no. auto chess. And yeah, we've been playing Dota auto chess. It's fucking League of Legends, it. man. Like, where'd the game come from? Like, yeah. the whole game stems from Dota. Like, yeah. absolutely, man. Like, give credit where credit's due. For sure. Uh, Cozy says, I'm curious. I need to learn it. Uh, watch. If you haven't already followed the King Live, like, go follow him because the dude it's plays good. a lot of auto chess and he's yeah. really fucking good at it. He's and good. then Farrako says, recommended noob champs. I've been using Annie and Warwick. Annie's fantastic for noob champs. Annie is a great noob champ. It depends what uh what lanes you've been playing. I would say Warwick is more of a jungler, really excels at that. But you were saying how players, but... you're saying how you don't care about like what champions go where. So um Andy's a good one. But for now, uh Garen's really maybe strong. Garen's a Garen, good like, yeah, Garen champ. is a really good. Would you say Darius? Darius does take a little bit more knowing in and out, but like once you get him, Farrako, you would love it. Um, yeah. but like Annie, there are champions similar. Morgana. Morgana's a good one. Yeah, like there's some point and click champions like Annie. Um uh just play everything yeah, like Lux. Yeah, Lux, Lux, yeah, Lux is a good one. Lux is pretty strong support too right now. Yeah, she is. So uh anyways, uh Warwick's fun. Yeah. I used to main Warwick as well. I love that fucking guy. Would you say um Rengar? No. No. <laughs> I would say, I would say absolutely no. Uh, I would say Rengar's Rengar's. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not Rengar, Renekton. Oh yeah, Renekton yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah Renekton. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Rengar, Rengar, no Renekton. Yes. No, no, yeah. not Rengar, Renekton, Lane Bully, yeah. top. I was yeah, like, I've seen Rengar. what I've seen what Isker does on Rengar, and absolutely not. <laughs> uh, Pantheon uh. might be a good one too. Pantheon's a good, easier. You get a lot out of it. You get some cool alts that feel good. Uh, basically, Pantheon jumps into the sky, and you can pick a part of uh, like a point on the map. That you're relatively close to like you know it's like you're off the screen but you jump down huge circle appears on the ground and you come flying fucking down and just slam the ground it's pretty cool it's a good, like it, what i love about pantheon good engage but also as a new player don't feel bad about using it as an escape like you get yeah, caught true, out yeah. you're like gonna die just eat the fuck out of there it's fine lux is a good intro to skill shots i would say so with, uh, yeah for sure uh going back to Team Tactics. Mm -hmm. My prediction is, I really like Dota Chess, right? Like, I think it's cool. The one gripe that I have with Dota Chess is it doesn't give you the information in a very smart yeah, way. Yeah, it's a like, weird way. Like, I have a very hard time what uh, when I have, like, six or seven pieces on the board, remembering what six or seven pieces on the board I have. Um, I would love like a more friendly UI. And I think Riot is going to do that. I think Dota is going to do that actually yeah. when they release their standalone Dota, yeah. too. Uh, I hope so. The problem right so now we're is- We're not getting the standalone. We're not going to get that. You don't think so? Just a rotating- just a No, rotating, they already said. Uh, I think the, the standalone yeah. is only going to be in China. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be similar to um like, you know, Nexus Blitz and stuff. I think it's going to be rotating. 
Uh, I just want to touch on what Ferco says also um, really quickly, just uh, just as something I remembered. Uh, Ferco, if you want to, if you look at some of the champions on on like uh, if, at the store and you click on them, I believe they have like a little stats page that kind of shows you like they're really high in ability power, they're really high in like attack damage. It'll also show like a how easy to play they are. Yeah, so you can, yeah, I just remember that. So you can you can check out some of those, and then you can also you I, can check up on their abilities too, which is kind of neat. But uh, going back to Dota Chess, one thing that's cool about that too, real quick, just to finish this Chris spot, it'll actually show you what the abilities look like for the characters. Like, you can click through and see how they look as opposed to just having to reading them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Good. Yeah, standalone. I know uh, creators of Dota are going to be making their own Dota chess thing, like standalone. I thought the standalone chess was just going to be a Chinese game. Is it? I I thought thought that was the mobile version of it. I thought thought they were... I thought the actual creators of Valve were actually making their own thing like they I, announced that they were making their own thing all right everybody sit down okay. this could surprise you i could be wrong it does happen from time to time i i know that's a lot to handle no i like we're, we're just giving you the benefit of the doubt because we don't know if we're no i i don't know i i definitely could have misread it no, my understanding was sure. that the dota chess is getting a standalone game in the chinese market but okay all right well i guess we'll find out i mean i'm not i'm not super um knowledgeable about it like again i haven't played dota chess i've watched it briefly for maybe a collective of five or ten minutes i honestly don't know a ton about it i have an idea of how to play the game um and i think i've seen uh i've seen i've watched casey play it a few times but um, i think that's my collective of five to ten minutes of the game is casey playing it 